0: This is Bloomberg Business Week with Carol Masser and Jason Kelly on Bloomberg Radio. All right. So we want to talk um, about joy in the workplace. It's actually something you and I talk about so much that um, you kind of need that when you're doing your job to really, I think, Make it as good as as it can be. So, creating creating joy and positivity in the workplace. It sounds basic, and yes, and yet it is really important. Uh, Alex Lewis, Chairman and Managing Partner at Carney, uh, and he's here to talk about. Uh, a specific movement joy at work that's the movement and he's in our Bloomberg interactive broker studio here in New York nice to have you here with us thanks Luke. thanks for having me Alex I, I mean it like J- Jason and I talk about it all the time it's like really sad if you're surrounded by people who don't enjoy what they're doing <laughs> and it really kind of takes you down um, and so we think about that a lot tell me about this movement and, and and a little bit more about the thinking behind
1: this sure no I mean I think about There's such untapped energy in the workplace and Mm -hmm. positivity, as you mentioned. Um, To me, the term joy at work means a true and authentic and deep alignment with the whole why, what, and who of the workplace. When you think about being on a championship athletic team, right, they're pursuing a championship, or you think about the first workplace, which is a seven-year-old at the playground. They don't care about who you are, what color, what gender, they want to, climb the jungle gym. Why if we had that same level of purpose, alignment, passion in the workplace? we um, Why don't, don't we though already? Well, I mean, think about it. We've got all these sort of silos and matrices and layers and KPIs and things that prevent you from being yourself and understanding true connectivity with, with your colleagues. Now, when we, we did some research on this, because it's not just a millennial movement here. We want workplace justice, we want purpose. I mean, that's something we all want. Right we looked at companies all all age groups baby boomers millennials generation x there's a joy gap mm. there's a gap between what mm. they expect from work i mean you spend half your time a lot of your energy and your anxiety there but only 40% actually get it so there's like a 50% gap across all cohorts uh, so it's an issue that 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 is more more human than it is demographic i mean it's a it's a huge opportunity to change
2: and was it always this way or did we lose it along the way
1: well i mean i think you know i think um companies have complicated things i mean you think about what you want from work over the playground or an athletic team mm-hmm. you want harmony you want acknowledgement you want impact so you want, on the harmony side, you want role clarity. Look at these big companies that have huge, complicated matrices, BUs that are comp, you know competing yeah. with each other versus the customer. Acknowledgement, this whole diversity and inclusion. People want to feel like they can be yourself. Being yourself is good enough. Bringing your best self is even better.
0: You know, we had a conversation last week about something like open environments at workplaces. Yeah. Good or bad, do you think, in terms of creating joy and positivity? Just got about 40 seconds, and then we'll, we'll take a break and come back and talk more.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think the physical helps the mental but more importantly it's the hidden it's the hidden collaboration that's that's uh, the problem hmm. i mean if you look at any workplace it's not just how they move interact physically it does re- reinforce a, mm-hmm. sti- a feeling of connection but if you're stigmatized if you don't feel like you belong if you feel isolated there's an epidemic of, of mental health and isolation and disillusionment. And you don't get that just by meeting people right. in the workplace. You have to deal, deal with a sense of belonging.
0: Carol Master along with Jason Kelly uh, here on Bloomberg Business Week. Alex, Alex Liu is our guest. He's chairman and managing partner at Kearney. Uh, and he joins us in our New York studio. And we're talking about joy at work, the movement. And I do wonder if there's differences in terms of workers uh, who are urban workers working in major cities and whether or not there's more joy, less joy versus maybe out in the suburbs or out in the Midwest where uh, space is more open and it's not maybe in a major city.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think what we're talking about is trying to overcome a sense of isolation and mm-hmm. alienation. And I think you pointed out earlier, Jason, which is, you know, in ironically, in a world of such connectivity hyper connectivity 5g in the rural networks right there is an epidemic of mental illness and health and isolation and suicides and like so and if there's no connection in the city where you're already connected you know you you need to you need to be able to have more than just the technology and your location to define your sense of belonging Mm -hmm. Um, a lot of the workplaces now are actually remote you know so you don't need to have your your colleagues next to you, side by side with you, not great. And does that help or hurt? Yeah. Well, I think there's probably some reinforcement. I mean, our research shows that people are more connected in the common purpose, whether you're side by side with them or not. It's not just sort of joint workspaces that we work. I mean, right. you have to have a real sense of a teamwork that is beyond borders. I mean, our company is a global company. We have connectivity 24 hours a day in various countries. We're not together, but we work together with a common purpose, whether it's a project or yeah. a, a situation. Um, the sense of being, having role clarity, knowing what your role is in the team, uh, knowing how to contribute, and being acknowledged for your impact—I mean, that—those are the, the key factors that determine whether or not you feel satisfaction, belonging, inclusion, and ultimately, ultimately, joy at work.
2: We're here with Alex Liu, Chairman and Managing Partner of Carney. Uh, we're talking about joy at work, and I, I want to, you know, over the next few minutes, Alex, just sort of go down a level and understand. What can we do? What's the practical advice? Because, you know, Carol and I, as she said at the top, like we talk about it all the time. We talk about it among our team. We talk about what, you know, we can do candidly, like with each other and and to to really inspire this. What's some practical advice here?
1: I mean, ultimately, it's about your commitment to the people agenda. Mm. And I think the employees, the staff, your colleagues are all looking for leadership to show the passion around these topics that we have great programs around. It's diversity and inclusion. Uh, It's training, it's job rotation, it's apprenticeship. Uh, But you need to hear it from the top, and there needs to be some clear commitment to that. I mean, in my own company, one of the first things I did when I took over this role was the Dial Initiative, diversity, inclusion, apprenticeship, and leadership, dial it up. We put this into everyday conversation. We resource programs. Um, We supported that by a focus on values. Right. I mean, you got to have reasons why people connect with each other. So for us, it's very simple. What yeah.
0: do, but you know that there's often, you know, multiple layers sometimes in terms of management that still exists. So what if, you know, the guy or girl at the top, you know, there isn't a lot of joy that's be, coming from that individual. You know, how do you counter that? Especially when in a lot of places you've got business teams or, like in our place, we have show units. Like, how do you then can you can you create joy if it isn't coming from the top? By just kind of the lower level managers? Yeah, Carol.
1: I mean, I think layers and complexity always get in the way of human interaction. And I think one of the responsibilities of any leader is to create followership. I mean, that's sort of the definition of leadership, right? Mm. And if you don't have open, transparent communications, if you don't actually lay out, this is what I care about, or this is what we care about, uh, we care about more than financials. Yeah. you know, we care about a broader purpose. You know, and a lot of the discussion around stakeholder capitalism kind of supports that, but it's always been there under the surface. Do you care about us as people? Do you care about us having lifelong employment, not just in, you know employability, not just lifelong employment at this particular company? Um, so that shines through in the way you communicate, how regularly you communicate, um, and and the ways you communicate uh, with your with, with your with your audiences internally. Right. You know, we have, you know, I have a 24-7, you know, Ask Alex Anything Yammer site. Right. Now, that's not, that's just for me. We're a professional services firm. We can't, you know, we're not a manufacturing site with all kinds of different walls and boundaries. Mm -hmm. You know, we can do that. Right. In a people business. And you can do that in a media business. Um,
2: And so how do you find that this synthesizes with people's desire to have a life outside of work, to, Mm -hmm. you know, sort of create sort of a, a much more holistic in the, in the true sense of the word sort of life where work is a part of it, but it's not all of it.
1: I think there's two, two parts to that, Jason. First, I think you're right in pointing out that work life integration is key. I mean, there are so many ways of working now you can work from home and, and yeah. every company in the world has adapted to that. But feeling a part of a larger group is the important thing. The other piece of the equation is joy and work should not be, you know, be counter opposites to each other right i mean you say i gotta work i gotta go you know put up with these eight hours and i'm gonna have a bad day and then i'm gonna come home and kick the dog that is exactly not what you want i mean yeah. you want to have joy and work together and th- this is all about the sort of having the sense of acknowledgement that you can bring yourself and actually be yourself your best self and accomplish a broader purpose whether it's getting that client victory whether it's uh, you know winning some sort of championship equivalent or analogy yeah. in a company setting
0: It's not just, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, James. Well, I just,
2: I wanted to follow up on that for a second because you talk to a lot of CEOs. I mean, these are your your clients. You talk to, I'm guessing, a lot of hard-charging CEOs. And they read or hear about what you're doing, and they're basically like, seriously? I want you to make me more profitable. (laughs) I want you to get my sales up. I want you to make my organization more productive. That's why I hired you. I don't want to hear about this. No,
1: I think it's another narrative. I think the the best CEOs out there that I've seen... uh, uh, see that in order to reach the full potential of what their business objective is what their mission statement is You've got to reach you got to have the, all the people pulling huh. uh, The capabilities of the company have to rise hand in hand You can't be hiring and firing people all the time. This is not that kind of world You you want people who are committed to the job to the tasks to training the next generation of employees So I don't I don't see them as saying no. This is counter to the business yeah. mission. In fact, it's quite supportive um you know, retention, economics. If you're happy employees, you have happy customers. I mean, the whole drill. And if you've got bureaucracy, no one likes bureaucracy. I mean, that's beneficial to the bottom line the time to serve, the cost to serve, the number of people involved in approving decisions. I mean, come on.
0: So so what do you do with employees that don't have a lot of joy in them in terms of their job? Like, what do you do in the instance of maybe somebody who actually is a great performer, but they're not so much fun to be around or something like that? Like, how do you then deal with that?
1: Well, again, listen, the, the purpose of all, you know, direct supervisors and leaders have to be to find the best ways to make the team work better. Now, if this person's in the wrong job, they don't yeah. have the right capabilities, there's some obvious Which happens answers. a lot, I feel like. The job rotation, in the training, jobs. there's much more yeah. of a commitment to different types of training, online training, uh, job rotations within a division, yeah. um, skill development. We do a lot of online degree training, basically, where you get authenticated and certified on all kinds of skills, whether it's AI, uh, whether it's a digital analytics type of tool. So having the ability for the employer to recertify and upscale your existing workers so they have another challenge. Yeah. They'll get more adventure when you learn I mean it's a yeah. it's actually a neuroscience uh, fact that you know your parts of your brain when it discovers something new right. and it's trying to learn new things actually gives you a shot of dopamine if right. you're getting the right and that's kind of a hit. And yeah. So there's ways of actually getting the employees to perk up by actually showing you care about their development.
2: All right. So to that point, you went exactly where I wanted to go uh, for sort of the last couple of minutes, which is, can you measure this? Like, how do you measure success? Because, again, I'm going back to like the… Potentially, like grumpy CEO, who you come in and you're, you know, giving this great spiel, uh, and he or <laughs> she. But it's the same she... thing with
0: like diversity. Like, right. you know, th- they've made the business case that having diverse boards or right. diverse yes. employee base that
1: companies actually, fin- you know, perform better financially. So, so, can
2: you measure joy?
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, the best way to measure it is to actually ask your employees how they feel. Yeah, I mean employee satisfaction, I think, is an imperfect measure. Uh It's kind of static. And it's actually not aspirational Mm. enough or inspirational enough. what we do is actually twice a year, we ask all employees, right, from the most junior to the most senior, 18 simple questions about belonging, a sense of inclusion, purpose. And there's this algorithm in the back that basically says, boy, your global engagement, your sense of justice, your sense of happiness and joy i mean they do all kinds of alignment and you know cross tabbing and things so there is a way to measure it by asking very simple questions you don't need to go into a giant cross tab exercise with Interesting. 50 market research it needs to be regular and it needs to be shown that the leaders are looking at this yeah the first time we did this you know, everyone did it. Okay, fine. You can write in 1,000 verbatims. The next time, there were 3,000 verbatims because they knew that we would listen and actually take action on the things that, that would make the workplace better or haven't you thought of that. You're just showing listening helps yeah. a lot. No, yeah. It is amazing. That's how much actually huge listen- with yeah. everything. That's yeah. great.
2: All right. Thank you so much. Alex Liu, Chairman and Managing Partner over at Kearney. He is a leader at the Joy at Work movement. There uh, at Carney, advising CEOs all around the world about it.
0: I love it.